Take your cares away. Worries for another day. Here the cares play. Down in Fraggle Rock or whatever they said. Listen, if you are recognized with that theme song, you know you're an 80s baby. You were around in the 80s. You heard it. You know it. You love it. It is the theme song to Fraggle Rock. Listen, that's the whole point of today's podcast, okay? Take your cares away. Worries for another day. Why? Because I met a good friend and he stated a very good fact. He said, we're worried about a future that we may never get to see. I'm going to push that across the table to you so you can catch that maybe tomorrow. But if not, I'll reinforce it really quickly. We are worried about a future that we never may see. Now, does that mean we act and move and think and behave in reckless abandonment? No. You still need to make wise decisions. You need to still do those things that are going to behoove you in your situation, and specifically if you have families connected to you, right? Okay. But as I state that, let me go ahead and bring you in with this. So since we're sometimes, most times, worried and planning for a future that sometimes we may never see, okay? That brings me into the schematic theme, the nuance to what are you talking about, Jen? The the point of today's podcast, and if you're not sure what podcast this is, let me help you. It is the 14th season open at the beginning, episode number one. The Just Jazz Podcast. That's right. You're here. We're loving it. Loving to have you. Glad you're here. Good morning. I know that it's Monday. I know I saw the same calendar on my Android. No, I'm not apostolic yet. I'm not of the Apple ministry. But, you know, I digress. I'm grateful for the phone that I have. Um, But, yes. The schematic theme, the nuance of this season opener of the podcast is presence in the presence. I'm going to leave that with you for a second so you can ingest that, okay? Presence in the presence. You have to have that. What do you mean? Um, Sometimes we, we are here, we are present, but technically absent. We're so worried about getting there, pushing to there, striving for there that we're not enjoying. We're not being grateful. We're not seeing the right now. You're not seeing how you're blessed right now. You're not grateful for what's happening now. Oh my God, I've lost so much. Oh my God, this. Oh my Lord, that. Well, how don't you just say, oh God, I thank you. You know, that in spite of, despite, and because of what has occurred, I am better. I am stronger. I am wiser. Kind of like the Marvin Sapp song, never would have made it before he got very secular with his outfits. Anyway, that's his business. But, um, you know, the message in that song still goes forward regardless. After I spoke at my father's funeral about six years ago, that was the song I played while everybody, you know, read the eulogy. Yeah. Because that's facts. The whole song is facts. First natural, then spiritual. Applicably so in fact. And then spiritually so in, you know, what was conducive and what was evidentiary by the life he led. Several times on the podcast, and, you know, this is not about his transitioning and passing away from us physically but these bring out good notes okay um you know those things that you learn from people as they're here when they go they still don't leave you they're still there use that as fuel information and motivation to still be present with the people that are in your present in the present gonna go back and say it again because somebody was you know digging out our boogers when i said it okay 
make sure that you're using those things from people that have transitioned for you to be present in your present because it is a present. You know, this is something that you, this is this, this is the one moment that you won't ever get back with every second you're living and you're breathing and you're enjoying and you're tasting and you're experiencing moments that in the next second is literally become to come history to you. Make sure that you're present in the presence and not just getting things done. You know, make sure that you put meaning behind those that you care for. And it's not just another task or chore or something, you know, a poor fool to do that kind of just gets on your nerves. Make sure that you're putting, you know, the same fuel, the same fire that you would into those things about yourself into things that are connected to other people. Make sure, you know, that when you do that, you're able to, you know, move forward and you're able to see what it is and who it is you need to be. You're able to do that when you're understanding what the purpose of things are. And it's not an always state. It's not always, you know, so ethereal and labyrinth filled and deep and just explosive. Sometimes your visitation comes in the moment when you become aware, when you just realize, when you be like, man, I went through a whole bunch of stuff and I had that realization every day I'm getting ready. Because somebody has, you know, a similar story to mine and somebody, you know, doesn't. You know, somebody else might have gone through way worse things than me. And, you know, somewhere somebody is trying to figure out how I made it over because they wouldn't have done it if they were me. All of our stories are different for a special meaning. You know, we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb of Jesus Christ that is and the words of our testimony. You know, most times I'm present in my present by being transparent. I'm going to say it again. Most times I'm present in my presence because of that factor of me that's not afraid or worried about, you know, what people are going to think about what I share. That's not my business. My business and my mainstay and my focus is doing what God told me to do. And sometimes doing what God told you to do will look super duper crazy. It won't make sense because, you know, your call is not a conference call and every call is not mysterious and every mission is not mysterious and every mission of God does not involve a pulpit or church membership. Jesus, Pete, Jen, really? Yes, it needs to be said because people get it twisted. How are you outside of those four walls and the structure and the steeple and the chapel depending on how your church is made you know you know we say the church is one foundation but we are the church meaning we're not a building but we are representative of the church that christ said you know love one another as i've loved you and so it also states that when you begin to get married you know two fleshes become one and that man that man of god or you know as some people you know in the um, afro-american church will say you know the man of god which i don't know where that extra d comes in but anyway i digress but you know he's supposed to he's commissioned to he's required by God to love his wife as Christ loves the church and I remember listening to the one and only um the the presiding bishop and you know chief apostle prelate of the church of God in Christ the one and only bishop J. Drew Sheard who his wife is my favorite person in the whole wide world singing wise after my mama of course the one and only Karen Clark Sheard but Bishop Sheard said this um he was mentioning about the fact, you know, he was on one of those interviews when they were not campaigning um, for his vote to become the um, chief apostle and pre- um, prelate bishop of the Church of God in Christ. But it was just during one of those interviews as a couple, you know, because they're wondering, you know, how do you guys stay effective in ministry? He said, well, here the mission is clear. He said, you know, I'm a man of God. She's a woman of God. We follow what God says. And we were reared to do so with the utmost reverence and respect. That's the first thing. So he said that stayed with us. He said the next thing he said, I have to love her so much that I'd be willing to die for her. 
And I like how he said it. He was like, you know, because the Bible says, you know, men, you are ought to love your wife, your wife as Christ loved the dirt, the church. Now, last time I checked, you know, this is just a quick, you know, theologian, you know, biblical reference and perspective this morning. You know, Christ died for it horribly, you know, and I again, I'm non-denominational. I'm really just a believer. So when people ask me, are you Christian? Of course, but I'm I'm deeper than just being a Christian because that is, you know, denomination respective. I'm not respective to that. I'm a believer of Christ to the utmost. You know, that's why the song, you know, to the utmost Jesus saves. So I look at it like that. So if you ask me, I'm going to say yes, but I'm more so a believer. You know, it, it it's in every space of who I am. You know, if God tells me to do a fast on something, I'm not asking, but my show's coming on Thursday or I got this going on or they might need the TV or I might need the TV. But that has nothing to do with what he told me to do. I listen and I follow instructions. And if there's something that I need to ask him, I'll ask him, you know, in the midst of obeying. You know, sometimes being in the presence, in the presence or having presence or being about presence in the presence of stuff of life currently is obedience. You know, not just the things that you learn, you know, what you, you know, what you travail and suffer through. But sometimes it's just something simple as him telling you not to worry. But it's like, oh, my God, I have this to do and that to do. I know I created you to go through it. But I'm not asking you to tell me like as if I don't know what your life is doing right now. I planned it. I made you, you know. Your foundation and who you are has already been set for your whole life before you ever were an entity. You understand what I'm saying? So sometimes your job is to do exactly what he says and don't ask any questions as into why, you know, and the wherewithal and what he asked you to do. He just said for you to do it. Okay. I mentioned last week how sometimes, you know, faith without works is dead. You can believe all you want to, but you know, I have a fupa and I've kind of always had it since sixth grade. I've always been one of the curvy nature. I don't like the F words. Don't say it. Don't think it around me. Cause I've, again, I feel it. Even if I'm not around you, I see it. Even if nobody, you know, mentions it to me, I feel it. Even if it's really not happening, that's just how my spirit's built. There's a reason why I will be the only one in the sea of cousins that went to church back in the day because we were in there every day and every Sunday that's just how we were brought up and I'm thankful for it every day but I would get emotional during certain songs and I didn't understand why and it wasn't technically that I was going through those things but I felt the power and I felt the you know push of the Holy Spirit at a young age I understood what those songs meant because there would be some things that I was sad about and we were always so busy that I didn't just didn't want to talk about it and then on top of that you know um you know, there was only certain people that I talked to about how I felt because there were always so many other things I had to do. You know, you just, when you're on goal, you don't have really that much time to do the emotional processing. That's why my family, specifically my, my maternal side, we're just, we're family of doers. You know, either most of us get up early or we stay up late, you know, or we work at night, we get things done, but we're not really feeling things as much. And that's not a bad thing. It's just what it is. And, you know, get offended on somebody else's time not mine okay but uh just seriously now and so I learned how to kind of push through because you know I for me making things happen and being about that was part of my therapy when you know things were happening that I didn't understand being present in the present so it didn't leave a lot of room for worry it's like yeah okay worry later when you're by yourself Cause you got this, 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 and this to still do. And it's not to negate how you feel, but it kind of is. Cause you just, we don't have time to tap into that right now. I remember somebody asked me like, why would my dad die? And they saw me 
tear up and cry and stuff and they asked me if I was okay. I don't, what? What do you mean? Am, am I supposed to be right now? I don't, I don't think so. So let me answer that question and state this. Obviously not. Like if you know my dad and you know me, then you, you know, you saw one, you saw the other. What you talking about, Willis? Like, of course I'm not okay. But of course I just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> nobody prepares you for a loss of that magnitude. There's no handbook. There's no guideline. There's no thing to say. Okay, so when you're about, mm, let's see, it happened in 2017. So when you're about like 32 and a half, okay, or like I think you just turned 32 or something like that, you're going to bury your dad. It's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what happened? Like, this is the person that I envisioned, you know, walking me down the aisle, you know, or whether it's in the courthouse, church, church house, in my own home with just me, my husband, and the reverend, and my children, and my mama whatever um but he was gonna be there to walk me so I don't understand so you mean to tell me I gotta walk down aisle by myself is that I gotta give myself away to my husband is that my mean my mom will be there so maybe she could do it but you know girls that are close to their daddies and you know you know how that goes you want them to walk you down the aisle anyway I got off into that but seriously you know sometimes you know your presence in the presence is just simply that just being there like feeling what's happening in that moment, processing and not being afraid to say, hey, I'm kind of wounded a little bit, kind of hurting a little bit, no diss, but I don't feel like hearing what you have to say right now. I need this time for me right now. I need to process what's going on for myself right now. That way, while I'm processing it, I'm processing it the right and the most productive and the most accurate way that behooves my life and what it's been and where I'm trying to go in God, okay? Not just myself. I think we're so busy trying to either mask that nothing's wrong or because you just don't want to tap into it or you have so many things going on or this and that that you often forget that it's necessary you know all of that is necessary again part of being present is being right there in that moment when it doesn't feel so great or when you're not sure how the outcome is going to be or when you're not you know really comfortable with whatever outcome you might have received presence in the presence yeah that that part you know are you just like that's why that's where that difference comes in are you living or are you just existing are you exhaling or are you just doing stuff because again it all comes in through that in, that intrinsicality you know how are you bringing it to the table how are you doing what it is that you're doing does it make a difference is it making a difference to somebody else is it helping anybody else you know is it helping you is it something that is adding to your life these are things that you have to think about because if not, you know, again, you're just merely existing and doing the rudiment, but you're not getting, you know, the revelation behind it. You're not getting the revelatory, you know, wisdom and, you know, sometimes missing, you know, the times of your visitation that God, you know, might want, to, you know, he may want to do with you. He may want to show you something that can, you know, help you raise your children better. It can help you have a better attitude. You know, you can't enrich and you can't inspire and you cannot encourage anybody if you do not have any kind of the skill or trying to do the skill or trying to, you know, master or strengthen the skill of doing that for yourself. Because if not, like what it, the, the inspiration and the motivation and the wisdom that you get and you give to others is a lie because you're not showing it first to yourself. You know, the wisdom that we learn or that we experience, that we see the best happens when we acquire it for ourselves. 
I don't mind. You're welcome. I'm going to go back and say it again. Sometimes the best insight and the inspiration and the best, you know, wisdom that we get is the one is, you know, of the ones that we exercise first on ourselves. You know, they say if you can't do teach, well, technically no, because when you're teaching somebody something, you have to know all of the tips, the tools, the techniques, the trades, the methods to make something happen, to get that equation, to make sure the sentence or the, you know, the, the passage or the paragraph has perfect subject agreement, that the diction and syntax is not off and that the volume is correct if you're having to speak or something of that nature. So, I mean, really, it's not like if you can't do teach, but it's like, you know, you know, if you can think do it and then if you can do it excel in it and if you can excel at it then teach it <laughs> all right i'm done oh no that's it that's all i got for today and again today's monday okay and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that everybody comes and when monday comes everybody be like oh monday don't be like that with monday she's just trying she's just trying to do her business she's just trying to you know do what she does which is be monday you know, but as I always and often state, you know, every day that ends in day is a great day to have a great day. And that's just that. It just depends on if you are going to push forward in that and keep that momentum today about yourself. You might as well. You know, you're still blessed to see this day. Somebody didn't see it. Somebody that made it, you know, woke up and saw it, they don't have all their faculties about themselves. You know, they're not in their right mind. You know, just some things to think about today. Share it as you will. Being present in your presence. Presence in the presence. Yeah, that's good to me. That feels good to me. And that's the first episode of season 14. I know, right? I'm excited about that too. So, um, as I always state, as I often state, feel free to like, share, subscribe, whether you do or not. I'm going to be on here every day that the Lord and my schedule say the same thing. Um, if something resonated with you, feel free to let me know. Um, I think in the little Spotify podcasters for Spotify menu of my page, when you click on the link at first, it's going to give you a question and it's asking you, you know, what did you think of my episode? That's just something it automatically does. Feel free to like, you know, type a little bit in there if you want to, or if you feel so late, if not, that's fine. Like I said, again, um, as the Lord and my schedule will allow, I'll be here every day as it, as he seems fit for me. Okay. So this has been the season opener of the 14th season of, oh yes, the Just Jazz podcast. Of course, and you know, it's governmentally, proprietarily, respectfully yours, Jennifer and Ed Smith, because my father, my daddy, hey dad. He named me that, literally, and that is our business. Okay, so until tomorrow on the Terrific Tuesday episode of this podcast, it is Betterly Portrayed Mark Pendon. Just because I feel like I need to say that. It's Jenna Mike, and I'm out.